Hello everyone. Today I want to talk a little bit about mental health. Now mental health is something that we know is always important, but it's not something we always talk about. So I want to talk about three women recently who decided to put their own mental health first in their own way. First, I want to talk about Shikari Richardson, 20-year-old superstar in running. Track and field was her thing. Headed for the Olympics, had broke all kinds of records until they discovered that she had smoked marijuana before the game. She was immediately disqualified and suspended and was not able to participate in future games for a time. This young woman admitted straight up to smoking the marijuana and said she did so for a reason I think many of us could understand. Her mother had died the week before the game. She was distraught, she was grief stricken, she was in mourning and she chose to take a controlled substance and use that substance to help her get through the game so that she could perform. Now, much has been said about her. She shouldn't have taken the weed. She should have done this. But she did what she thought was right at that moment for her. She realized that her mental health needed a boost, and she chose to do what she needed to do. Then there was Naomi Osaka, the 23-year-old tennis phenom who had been beating people left and right, winning all kinds of records. And then after playing a grueling game, was expected to sit down and talk to interviewers as the press interviewed her and talked to her about all aspects of the game. Naomi had issues with anxiety. She had issues with just being shy and sitting down right after expending so much physical and mental energy to talk with performers, with um, reporters who would grill her about all aspects of the game and her performance was something that she knew she could not do. So she decided to skip the interviews. And what happened was she was immediately suspended. She was immediately fined. And what she chose to do was, instead of just taking the fine, and she did, she decided that she needed to step away from the game. So she ended up leaving the tournament. Then we have Simone Biles, the 24-year-old GOAT, greatest of all time. She is the gymnastic phenomenon who does such tremendous feats that they won't even allow her to be scored correctly because this, they may encourage other people to do the same feat. She has worked her butt off for years, scoring high and flying high and doing her thing as God has gifted her, yet they will not allow her to be correctly scored. So at the Olympic Games, in the middle of doing one of her sets, she realized that her mind was not on the game. She was so busy focusing on the pressure, not just of her to perform, but also the pressure of her to carry the entire gymnastics Olympic team for the United States of America, that she decided to stop and step away. 
she did the absolute best thing for her health, not only mentally, but physically as well. With the types of exercises and the types of performance that she gave, flying her body through the air without pinpoint concentration, she could easily make a slip, which could cause her her physical ability to even continue in the sport or even be able to function as a human being. These three strong young Black women chose to say enough is enough to a society that does not honor them. You see, this is the thing here. They thought enough to protect their own mental health when no one else thought it was important. You see, Black people have been used and abused for their gifts and talents and skills for centuries. And then when we no longer served our purposes for any reason, we have been ostracized and discarded. There have been so many times in history that Black people have been considered sport and and more of an oddity rather than they have human beings. It hasn't been that long ago, probably just over a century ago, that they had this thing called human circuses, where Black people were generally stripped naked, placed in cages for their physical abnormalities, they thought, but for their physical oddities. And then people came up to them and just gawked at them and viewed them just like they were animals. These women said enough is enough. For too many years, Black athletes and Black performers have been pretty much told shut up and perform or shut up and play when they have chosen to speak out on injustice or police brutality or on anything. There were those that have been ostracized for not pledging the flag or for kneeling during the national anthem. This is the America that we live in, the America that values us when we are doing what they want us to do but immediately turns on us when we choose to follow our own strength. So I say thank you to these three women who stood up for themselves and their mental health when they were carrying the weight of the world of a nation that expected them to perform, but did not really care about them personally. This is what we deal with. This is the way it is. So I suggest that we, as a people, start standing up for ourselves and start backing those that do. Too many people have badmouthed these three young women and so many more through the years. It's time for us to realize that enough is enough and simply decide that we can choose who or what we need to do and how we need to do it. So let's focus on our mental health, our well-being. Let's focus on making sure that we have those conversations about our mental health. Let's focus on the fact that we need each other. We need each other to not just be physically there, 
but mentally there as well. So the next time you see someone that you expect to do something, the next time you see that Black superwoman or superman that is trying to do it all and holding it down, and they decide to just stop and pause for a moment, support them. Don't feed into the hype. Don't talk about them. Don't talk down to them. And whatever you do, do not tell them that they should just push through. We have pushed through for years and years. And frankly, the emotional trauma was absolutely devastating. We have been traumatized. We have had to endure things that most people haven't had to endure. Yet we've been expected to keep up. Just a personal story here. Several years ago, many years ago, I was caregiver for my parents. I got that distinction during my 20s. You see, my parents were older when I was born. They had been married 20 years, so they were in their 40s. And by the time they got to their 60s, their health was declining with the diseases that usually plague our people, diabetes, hypertension, and heart disease. Both parents had um, hypertension. Both had a form of heart disease. And my mother was diabetic. So while I was in my 20s, right after college, I became their caregiver. Being a caregiver and making medical decisions for your parents at a time when you need a parent to help guide you was extremely difficult, but I did it anyway. I did it while teaching full-time about 50 miles from home, as well as part-time going to college to complete a master's degree in education. When my mother passed away in March of 1980, I was devastated. Yes, she had been sick, but we had not expected her to pass away. I thought she was improving, and she was actually scheduled to leave the hospital and go into a skilled nursing facility for a while until she regained more physical strength. So, life still goes on. Three weeks after she passed away, I was scheduled to take my comprehensive exams to finish my Master of Education training. Now, comprehensive exams in those days involved receiving a series of questions um, in writing and you going into the um, school, sitting down with your blue books. If those of you that have been in school for a while, you remember what blue books are. If not, look them up. You had to bring your blue books, your pencils, your pens, and get ready to sit and write the answer to whatever the questions may be. Now, I had practiced, I had rehearsed, I had practiced writing answers. But on the day of the exam, my mind wasn't in it. I went in, sat down, said a little prayer. When the time began, I broke the seal on my exam book, opened up my blue book, and was prepared to begin to write. I read the question, and I began, as I usually do, trying to outline the answer on scrap paper before I actually wrote it. But as I said, my mind wasn't in it. 
After about 10 minutes of trying to get my mind into it, I realized that it just wasn't going to happen. So I did what was probably the unthinkable. I closed my book, walked, took out my things, turned it into the proctor. They looked at me in disbelief because we were expected to be in there several hours. And he said, you're finished? And I just looked at him and said, I'm done. Put my things on the desk and walked out. I knew I had failed. But at the same time, I knew that I could have sat there the entire two hours and it really wouldn't have made much difference. My mental health was suffering. I was grieving and I was exhausted from caregiving. And my job wasn't over. My father was still in a hospital and I was still his caregiver as well. So for a few months after that, I basically had what my version of a breakdown is. Oh, I was functional. I got up, went to work, taught my classes, came home, went to bed. And I literally did that for months until I could pull myself out. Probably should have used some therapy at that time, but I didn't get therapy until much many years later after my daughter was born. So what I'm saying is mental health is important and mental issues can affect any of us at any time in our lives. We are not superheroes. We cannot do it all. We can't bring home the bacon and fry it up in the pan. We need help. And it's time for us to realize that when it is time to get help, it's okay to get it. Just like when someone has a broken leg, we take them to the doctor. Many of us have broken spirits right now. And we need to go to a specialized doctor that will help us. Let's take the stigma off mental health and mental illness. Let us talk about it freely in our groups, in our churches, in our families, in our homes, and in our communities. Let us realize that as long as we are alive, we are susceptible to it. And the, with all of the trauma, the generational trauma that we as Black people have had over the years, we really need to focus on this right now. So let's talk about mental health. Shikari, Naomi, and Simone, they have brought mental health back into conversation again, and I'm so proud of them. So let's keep the conversation going. Let's remember that we all have to protect our mental health in whatever way we think is possible. And let's remember, it's okay to ask for help because that's what the professionals are there for. Anyway, have a great day. Talk to you later. Bye.